Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is only the duo tonight, Derek and myself, Mike. I would say, how are y'all doing? But I'm just going to say, how are you doing? Not bad. Pretty good. At least I'm uh, not sick like uh, Brett. Yeah, or working like Jules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jules, we do miss you. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay myself, considering everything. <laughs> um. Yeah, as Brett would confirm if he was here, it's it's hard. It's it's not an easy recovery. It it hurts for a long time. I'll just say mm, that. Yeah. So, um, again, want to thank our sp- our sponsors, CAD and Tascam. Uh, they have been great to us, and we don't say enough about them. And I just want to say thank you again to both parties for. Um, for y'all's contributions and help to to the shows, uh, not just Weeby Geeks, but Wookie Radio, to Mighty Marvel Geeks, to Keepers of the Fringe, to mm-hmm. the upcoming New England Society of Geeks. What is this? What is this that you're speaking of? Is this a new <laughs> show you're considering? Uh, yep. I, 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 would, I would almost say it's new. The New England Society. The New England International Society of Geeks with the way you're pulling people from across the world for this. <laughs> well, we might sure, just change it, your title. <laughs> it's based in New England, so or that's, I'm based in New England, so <laughs> that's all that counts, right? That's right. Um, and of course, uh, Tales from the Dark Side uses it. Uh, I know uh, Geekwatch One possibly is going that way as well. So yeah, it's. Thank you, guys. Also, to check out the homepage. Uh, check out our affiliates, Ripped Apparel, Superhero Stuff. Um, also, to go go search the internet uh, for potential upcoming friend of the show, um, possibly partner of the show, BioWorld merch. Uh, they got some great stuff. They're really hyping stuff that's slowly coming out for um, Justice League, like the Flash backpacks that are coming out. Oh, my pretty nice they got some good stuff out there star wars stuff we've talked about as well what the hoth the hoth han solo and the the adat driver i want the adat driver backpack that's all i'm saying i want pretty cool i want the adat driver backpack (laughs) i would retire my colorado avalanche backpack to travel only and not for work if i had the adat driver backpack you heard it here first folks so um Jeez, what else is out there? Uh, of course, they're also known for the Rebel Rebel Pilot backpack that was out. That's been out. Uh, you see a lot of their stuff at Target. You know, when you see the licensed merch, like the keychains and luggage tags, a lot of that is Bio World. Uh, some great stuff there. Can't go wrong with it. Um, some quality product. Uh, I haven't had any issues. I've got one backpack from back when I did reviews on them back in 2014. Uh, the TIE Fighter backpack, TIE Fighter pilot backpack, which my daughter loves. Um, 
I got to fix some stitching only in a couple spots because, well, stupid me kind of overstuffed it, <laughs> especially for work. So, uh, whoops, <laughs> minor repair on my end, and and everything's fine with it. Like I said, my daughter loves it because it's Star Wars, and even though she's a light side girl, it's a Star Wars backpack that fits her perfectly. So she loves it. Um, so yeah, check us out. Uh, comments, questions. Hit us up at WBG at WeBeGeeks.net and Facebook, Twitter. We'll be more than happy to chat with you. So uh, we have informed our winner of the CES Games Contest. Sorry, that took so long and went longer than planned. Uh, But we have a winner there. And they have been uh, notified. And I'm waiting to hear back from them. And... uh, Congratulations. Yep. We will, as soon as we hear back, I will, will announce the winner the following week. So, um, why don't we get things started? How about this? This is directly from Paper Films website. It's their press release. The power couple of Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palminati, a.k.a. former guests of Weeby Geeks, have announced they have decided to step down as the writing team on the hit comic series Harley Quinn for DC Comics in December of 2017. Wow. This wasn't an easy decision for the team, but they felt the time was right. Hmm. Working consistently on on the Harley Quinn title for almost four straight years with numerous specials, one-shots, annuals, and miniseries, the team has accumulated a long history for the character and the company. Connor admits that leaving Harley Quinn was a difficult decision, but one that will put her back in touch with her first creative love, drawing. Ah. Co-writing full-time with Palminati didn't leave much time for it. Yes, Connor has drawn a hundred Harley Quinn covers, while also designing the character's new look, which aimed to take advantage of the popularity of Robbie's portrayal on screen, which I believe they took from from Amanda Connors' look. So the two <laughs> go hand-in-hand. Hand. Indeed. Um, so cor- uh, they they then leak us to a another article, which I will jump to here in a second. They said, the great news is that our own Frank Thierry will be stepping in immediately after Amanda and Jimmy leave to take on Harley. Mm. We are thrilled to turn the reins over to Frank. And of course, Frank is also a member of the Paper Films family as well. So the article they turn direct us to is a Washington Post article. Maybe it'll load up. <laughs> there we go. Um, no. <sighs> Unblock ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause ad block. Thank you. Take me back. So uh, for this... <sighs> This is why I own black ads, because now you inundate me with ads. Uh, Their last issue is number 34, comes out December 20th. Um, And they helped make Harley Quinn one of the more popular characters over their four-year run. Uh, They were so successful when DC's Rebirth launch began in 2016, taking many of their titles in different directions. They weren't asked to change anything in Harley Quinn, other than the numbering of the series. At that time, Harley Quinn had gone from her early 1990s animated origins in Batman the Animated Series to become a movie star after actress Margot Robbie debuted as the character in Suicide Squad. With more live-action movies on the way and the comic book that continues to sell, Harley Quinn has never been more popular. Which raises the question, why leave now? 
Paul Miotti and Connor have been working on Harley Quinn steadily since they married in August of 2013. Just a couple weeks after that, uh, just a couple weeks after that year's San Diego Comic-Con. In that time, there have been one-shot specials, a Valentine's Day issue in 2015, a spin-off miniseries, Harley Quinn and her gang of Harleys, and a change to publishing Harley Quinn twice a month in the Rebirth era. Um, I have the Valentine's Day issue. I believe I have the Comic-Con issue. I need the Scratch and Sniff issue. Uh, no, I remember that. <laughs> I want their one-shots. I, I, I want the various one-shots because I love the one-shots. I loved the series. Um, they did amazing work. I have, a bl- I have a Valentine's Day special blank cover that I want Amanda to do her her trinity on. And that's Harley Quinn with Power Girl on one side and Starfire on the other. Nice. Tell me that would not be awesome. That would be yes. Um, and I, I don't. I just want the characters done. I don't want a background or anything. I just want the character, the three characters. That's it. I've always been a fan of her artwork. See, I love. I loved her rendition of Starfire as well, and what she did with Power Girl. Mm. That's why I want that trilogy on the on the Harley book. It's that's her three characters that, that she has stylized to her own. Um, we just feel maybe it's a good time to take a break, to take take a step back, go on a honeymoon, spend some of the money we made on each other, and get to know each other. Um, we love this character, but we felt like a lot of times you work on books and the sales drop and the character isn't popular anymore. But Harley Quinn, we figured, well, let's take a nice break while the character is essentially as hot as ever. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, then, uh, Connor admits that leaving Harley Quinn was a difficult decision. Um, and we already discussed this, but various other artists, Stephen Rowe, Chad Harden, Alex Sinclair, and many more handled the interior page, have handled interior page duties. Connor is looking forward to getting back to storytelling more with her art. Drawing interiors is my favorite thing. I love it so much. Connor said, and I kind of miss doing that and I'd like to get back into it. She'll remain the cover artist for the series when the new creative team of Frank Thierry and artist Aniki Miranda come on board for Harley Quinn number 35. So, I mean, she'll still do cover art. Awesome. Uh, it's it's great to, to see that. Palmiati and Connor's final issues will see Harley Quinn go to the last place anyone expected her to, expected her to back home to her parents in Florida after she leaves Brooklyn due to heartbreak. A popular supporting character will die, leaving Harley Quinn Uh-oh. trying to figure out her next move. She runs Uh-oh. to mom and she runs to mom and dad in Florida to take a mental break to look at her life. Palmiotti said, "It's us looking back at what we did, pushing Harley forward to the next team. So it's kind of like we're so it's kind of sets up some future stories as as well for the next crew. So I wonder if mom and dad is them. <laughs> that would be funny, like uh, meet the creator thing. Yeah, yeah." Uh, Palmiotti says the notebook where Connor keeps her sketches for new ideas for Harley Quinn is the size of a Bible and filled with (laughs) unusual ideas that the two could revisit if they wanted to return. Both say DC Comics has given them an open door to do so. One of the things Palmiotti and Connor enjoyed most was establishing the character as a solo act and taking her outside the reach of the shadow of the classic DC Comics villain, the Joker, who appeared in the series but never took it over. Uh, whenever she did have a run-in with the Joker, or at least referenced him, it was in a way where we wanted to empower her, so we gave her all the power of the in those scenes. Uh, we just felt like we needed to do that to move the character forward. We tried to show that she's her own person and doesn't really need him. Uh, 
The team plan to plot, plan to begin plotting some creator-owned comics soon, own comics soon, but they won't forget the wild ride that was Harley Quinn. Um, we almost got famous on this, Palmiotti said laughing. It's not the end of us. It's just a nice vacation. <laughs> That'd be um, cool seeing them do some creator-owned stuff. See, I would still love to see them come back and do one-shots off and on as well. Yeah, maybe they will. So, so yeah, uh, they will be missed. Um, I think it might be time to reach out to him again to have him back on the show to shortly after the first of the year to see where they may be going. Good idea. So, um, they were a fun interview. I loved, loved having them on, uh, when it was Marty and I and, uh, yeah, get them back on. They were always fun. I still want to get that book done. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I said, sorry to see him go, but glad to see Frank Thierry's taking him over. Um, can't wait to see some of the stuff that comes out next from the two of them. Oh, uh, but yeah, they deserve a break. Definitely. So they deserve a honeymoon. <laughs> They do. So let's move on to the next story. Ah, yes. Uh, and that's, uh, we have a little uh, bit of Lego news here. Lego? Lego. Lego, my ego. Oh, wait. Wrong thing. Wrong thing. <laughs> um, so Lego recently announced a new, a new Lego set uh, called the Lego Ideas Women of NASA. Now... Lego Ideas used to be known as Lego Kuso, and this is where um, people design kits and submit them oh, to Lego, yeah, right. and if they get 10,000 votes, then they go into a consideration, and uh, this is really good. Yeah, this is a great one. So the official description is, uh, follow in the footsteps of four pioneering women of NASA, uh, with this fun and inspiring Lego set, build the Hubble Space Telescope and learn astronomy with the mother of Hubble, Nancy Grace Roman. Uh, develop the software for space missions with computer scientist Margaret Hamilton. And launch the space shuttle with Sally Ride, the first American woman to fly in space. And Mae Jemison, the world's first woman of color in space. Build, play, learn, and one day you too could become a science, technology, engineering, or mathematics superstar. A.K.A. STEM. STEM. Uh, in a personal tribute to pioneers, science editor and writer Maya Weinstock combined three of her personal passions in designing the women of NASA set for Lego ideas space exploration, the history of women in science and engineering, and Lego building. I thought people might like to build their own display featuring many figures of accomplished women in, in the STEM professions. Uh, for the vignettes, I wanted to contextualize, contextualize each person in terms of her contribution to NASA history. I was absolutely elated when the project reached 10,000 supporters. The set clearly touched and inspired many as it reached 10,000 supporters in just 15 days. That's pretty impressive. The night on which it appeared we'd reached 10,000, I stayed up until 4.30 or 5 in the morning so that I could watch the 10,000th <laughs> 10, vote come in. I didn't get much sleep that day, but it was thrilling. Uh, Lego designers Gemma Anderson and Marie Sertelanges we're thrilled to help refine Maya's model into an official Lego set. 
I was extremely excited about working on this one, especially as I had already heard of it and really wanted it to become a set, says Gemma. My focus was on ensuring that the model had stability, the colors were aligned, and the subjects were accurately portrayed, all while staying respectful to the, the design of the original model. For Marie, the main challenge in designing the minifigures and the decorations was that I could not make anything up. Every detail was important and needed to, needed to match reality since they represent real-life women. It was beautiful to hear some of the stories behind the scenes, like how Sally's name tag was changed from Sally Ride to just Sally at her own request. <laughs> uh, was that because they she didn't want to hear the song Ride, Sally Ride? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure got used as a wake-up song one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So they're doing a pre-release box signing event. Uh, Maya Weinstock is going to join is going to be at the Flatiron District Lego Store in New York City to meet and greet fans while signing the Women of NASA Lego set at this exclusive pre-release event that is oh thanks <laughs> that is on the 28th of October from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, in New York and uh, they have some pictures of the set and uh, it's really cool the shuttle comes apart uh, oh there, yeah, it there, does. There was one place I was looking, and they were showing. Yeah, they're showing the box here. the The shuttle you, you could separate the shuttle if you wanted to. That's I, cool. I wouldn't, but you yeah. could. Another thing I like um, on the back of the box, it actually has the real pictures of the women next to their minifigure. Yeah, that's really cool. Yep. And I think this is this is an awesome set. And uh, I would love to see them do more things like this. There, there was a uh, women of science set. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was out. Um, but it was a. Uh, I don't think it was specific women in general. Mm. But just showing that yes, women can be scientists too. And I missed out on getting that for my daughter. But here, here's one of the things that bothered me. One of the first comments. Oh, yeah. Was nice set, but could we have a men of NASA set as well? Or basically, nice set, but could we have a men of NASA? Well, that's not the point. Mm. The point is, they're, they keep. Because um, then it goes, hmm, it seems you're the first one to point that out. The next person, wouldn't that be a NASA set? How about a transgender set with swappable bits and pieces? <laughs> you, you know what? Well,. The initial guy made a good point. The whole purpose behind this, if you read the article right, was to show girls that women can do, essentially show girls that we, that they could do the same thing men can. Right. So, since there has been the complaints that there's not enough Legos geared towards women or, to, or mm-hmm. girls, that has to be boy this, boy that... And the girls have to have friends and elves and yeah. DC superhero girls and fairies and yeah, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. And you know what? You want to have a men of NASA set? Lego City has a space shuttle. The Lego City set says have a space shuttle. Go there buy it. Go. <laughs> All right, there's your men of NASA. Mm. Um, I would love to see um. Because someone says, how about adding Lisa Nowak to the set? Cool. We could do that. 
but let's make that a a women of NASA part two, right? Yeah, because uh, let's have Eileen, Eileen Collins on air as well, who was the first shuttle commander or first shuttle pilot. I think she was first shuttle commander. Let's get her on there. You know? Yeah. How about we honor Krista McCullough on there? Who oh. Was the, who was the first civilian to go, even though she didn't make it you know, truly into space because of the Challenger explosion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I that mean, would definitely be a good one. I mean, let's let's go let's go those routes. So there there's room. You know, there was the movie that just came out with the with the three you're talking about the three black oh hidden figures yeah. hidden figures how about incorporating them into it as well to honor oh, them yeah. and their contributions Definitely, yeah. i mean there's there's many ways we could go and, and we should go i would love to see a second set definitely yep and yeah uh, that's all that needs to be said let's get a just second keep, set just keep going with sets until you run out of people yeah no, I'm not saying we can't do NASA Legends for the men's side, but no. That would be cool. Men of NASA, or women of NASA, this is, is the way it needs to be labeled. I, I'm right. sorry. That way it draws the proper attention to, to the female target audience. Exactly. So, I mean, NASA Legends, yes, you could do John Glenn, the Mercury 7 astronauts, John Young, who's one of the first shuttle astronauts, you know, stuff like that. You could do all that. But yes, and I guess I'm saying this because I do have a daughter who, for first her first quarter in school, got a an A in math and an A in science nice. because she loves math and science and has that love for Star Wars, which apparently I'm doing something right there. Um, let's let's focus on STEM program. Let's focus on getting more. I mean, when I've got the principal of the school that my daughter goes to saying he wants to see more girls on the robotics team, that's a positive thing. He's trying to say girls could do it just as much as the boys. Yep. So that's that. (laughs) Uh, So to move on, let's head over TV. Victor Garber, you might know him from Alias. Uh, You might know him most recently from uh, Legally Blonde. Oh, wait, that's not recent. Not really. You might know him from Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Victor Garber's time as one half of Firestone, Dr. Martin Sheen, is almost up. You're going, what? Um, he is set to make his re- exit from the CW show sometime this season. Uh, Garber's exit comes due to the actor playing his return to Broadway making him unable to continue. See, even my dogs are upset. Um, Unable to continue in his current capacity. The actor has been part of the network's Arrowverse since the back half of the first season of The Flash in 2015. Uh, Garber's exit will be addressed in the series this season, likely by the season's 14th episode. Uh, He is returning to Broadway to star in the Tony-winning revival of Hello, Dolly, opposite of Bernadette Peters Garber. Oh, wow. I did not realize he was married to Bernadette Peters. I did not either. Can we get confirmation of this as we look on Wikipedia? Oh, I'm sure we can. Um, DC Legends Marvel stars, um, and of course it goes into the cast, uh, they don't say what's going to happen I mean, do we get uh, 
Robert Amell back to take over the other half. Hmm. That would be cool. That that would be interesting. So, uh, so as we go to Wikipedia, um, no, it says his spouse is uh, Renier Anderson. Hmm. So what is the story with Bernadette Peters? Now I am confused. I am too. Oh, now, <laughs> the article really screwed up. They should... <laughs> uh, they add, they said Bernadette Peters Garber. It should have just said opposite Bernadette Peters. Yeah. So they added in there. Um, so because, yeah, enough said. Um, <laughs> so it'd be cool to see. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So what do you think of, of this leaving? Well, it's a little, it's a little disappointing. Uh, but I kind of like, you know, I kind of like his character, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do Firestorm after this. Yeah. Because, because he's the, uh, the, I don't want to say intelligent half, but you know what I mean? Like the, the, well, the, the professor that we always see. Right. So without him. What are they going to do? This is true. How are they going to do it? Well, I guess we'll find out around episode 14. And also, how are they going to... Are they going to kill him off or something else? Or How caught up are you on the show? uh, uh, I've only watched the first episode of this season. Okay, well, that's far enough. We know in the first episode of the season, his daughter, that uh, he oh, altered time. Right. To, that ended up creating in season two is pregnant here in season three. Right. Yep. And has pretty much said he's going to be home when she's born. Right. Yep, yep, yep. There's the there's the exit. There's the now, end game. Yeah, see, because I thought he was, I thought for a minute there he was actually going to leave on that first episode, but he didn't. No. Nope. But came close. Very close. I mean, we we knew, we knew it was going to, I I think it was talked about earlier, but I mean, before this official announcement, but now that the announcement has officially been made, how do we do, how is it going to happen? So yeah, I, I mean, are they gonna? Are they gonna? Are they gonna kill him off? Are they gonna leave it open so that he could come back if he wanted to? Don't know. Very interesting. Interesting indeed. It will shake things up a bit. Just a bit. So, um, where do we go next? How about some gaming? I believe we do have some gaming news. Uh, and that is that EA Studios is shutting down Visceral Games, the studio behind games like Battlefield, Hardline, and Dead Space. Uh, or is it Battlefield Hardline? I think it's Battlefield Hardline. I think so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> according to the publisher. Hey, we're just here on a wing and a prayer, folks. Uh, <laughs> but I think you already knew that. I think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this So the Star Wars game in development at Visceral is going to be revamped and moved to a different studio, although it will now be something completely different. 
Hmm. Sounds like a Monty uh, Python thing. Yeah. Now for something new and completely different. <laughs> uh, EA's Patrick Soderland uh, wrote a blog post and he said, Our Visceral Studio has been developing an action-adventure title set in the Star Wars universe. In its current form, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to the feedback about what and how they want to play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. It has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we need to pivot the design. Uh, he, he added that Visceral will be ramping down and closing and that we're in the midst of shifting as many of the team as possible to other projects and teams at EA. Lastly, he said, while we had originally expected this game to launch late in our fiscal year 2019, we're now looking at a new time frame that we will announce in the future. And then... Um, this this story was on Kotaku.com, and they have an update. Uh, in an email to employees obtained by Kotaku, Sotolin offered more details on the Star Wars game, which was codenamed Ragtag. <laughs> uh, a development team from across Worldwide Studios will take over development of Ragtag, led by the <clears throat> excuse me, led by the EA Vancouver team that has already been working on the project. Steve Anthony will lead this team, and we will use much of the work that has been done to date by Visceral. The assets of Ragtag that have already been built will be the foundation of this new game. Uh, it's safe to presume that the new incarnation of this Star Wars game will involve games as a service element, as been EA's mandate for quite some time. Uh, EA was not clear about the status of longtime Uncharted director Amy Hennig, who joined Visceral to direct this Star Wars game after she left Naughty Dog in early 2014. <laughs> Naughty Dog. <laughs> uh, an EA spokesperson said we are in discussions with Amy about her next move. So, what could this mean for this Star Wars game? Not a lot. Oh, no. Okay, maybe a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a whole new game, so... I don't know. Just a little. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird though that they did it. They did that. I mean, so we'll have to keep our ears open to see what's going to happen. Because I want a Star Wars game. Yeah. Well, personally, I want thirteen thirteen. Yeah. Well, that's never going to happen, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Be nice, but. Mm. Or as Steve Martin would say, that'd be nice. <laughs> Maybe it was Steve Martin that said that. So, Could be. Um, I guess it got time for me. And I'm going to go with, you know, Kevin Feige says, okay, Kevin Feige says the Avengers Infinity War trailer is coming before the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> if you're wondering how much longer you're going to have to wait, the answer is not that much longer. According to 
Fandango's head editor, Eric Davis. I asked Kevin Feige when the Infinity War trailer is going to hit. He confirmed it will ar- arrive before the end of the year. Hmm. What DC or what Disney property is coming out with the movie before the end of the year? Mm, I can't think of one. The Last Jedi? Mm, never heard the, of it. The Last Jedi? <laughs> um, Thor Ragnarok? Do you, um, do you attach it to Ragnarok and possibly spoil something in Ragnarok? I don't think so. Yeah. So the last, <clears throat> the last jetty, the last jetty, the last jetty. Um, so to continue on with the geek tyrants article, good to know it won't be too much longer until we see the official version. Considering most of us saw the SD, the San Diego Comic Con rips that popped online. My guess is the trailer is going to drop the same day as Star Wars The Last Jedi does, or maybe the same week as Thor Ragnarok. Do you have any mm. guesses? Um, I, I would think. I'm I was, thinking more Last, Last Jedi. It's going to be December. Yeah. Yeah. Because dropping the same week as Thor Ragnarok, you're going to spoil the movie if, if there's any, any crossovers. Mm. So, um, so, yeah, that's my thought. It's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be the last Jedi. It's gonna be December when it drops. Yeah, because that's the only major Disney property coming out during that All time. Right. But you know, I still want to see another trailer for Ready Player One. Yeah, because I I just saw a Gran Turismo commercial for the new Gran Turismo, and there was a car 101 in it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player One reference right there. So, uh, let's continue on with movies, because there was another interesting trailer that dropped this past week. Yes, there was. Um, <laughs> no, really, there was. <laughs> <laughs> so, there there was a trailer released for the New Mutants movie coming out. Uh, I don't know if you guys out there, have, guys and girls out there, have had a chance to see it, but uh, it was interesting. Um, they're going on a more horror vein with it, which is a cool idea, which I like because if you think about it, like the 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 mutants when they get their powers, um, could be kind of a good horror story. Yeah. Um. So I'm cool with that. What what the only thing I'm concerned about is I don't want it to become like a stereotypical teenage horror type movie. And one thing that did bother me, it's a small little thing, but in the trailer there's a line where one kid says, "This isn't a hospital, it's a haunted house." And it's like, ugh. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like pounding you on the head with it. But I do like this idea because I always say that um, the the good way to keep superhero movies fresh and uh, exciting is to kind of you take superhero characters and put them in in other genre genre type movies like a horror movie or like uh, how Captain America Winter Soldier was like a almost like a spy thriller kind of movie right uh and captain america the first avenger was a a period world war ii period piece and all that so i like when they do that sort of thing so this is this is an interesting one i've never i haven't seen them do a horror film a horror version yet and uh it seems that the new mutants is going to be the first in a trilogy of superhero themed horror movies what 
So in an interview with IGN director Josh Boone, uh, he said that Josh Boone said that he was inspired by Chris Claremont Demon Bear storyline, which is where the new mutants went from your standard Teen Titans like superhero comic to something a bit darker and more psychological. Uh, aside from that classic Marvel storyline, Boone cited a number of horror icons as his influences for this upcoming trilogy. Uh, we were incredibly inspired by the Demon Bear story, which is probably the best well-known New Mutant story. We also drew on movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Stephen King stuff, and even Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, the trailer contains a reference to the famous wall scene in the first installment of the franchise, which prompted Boone to go into a minor rant about his issues with the remake using CGI instead of practical effects. Uh, he stated that the majority of the movie's effects were practical, though it did not shy away from CG when necessary. Uh, so he continued to say... Uh, so this article says, the idea of a horror-themed X-Men movie might seem like a hard sell, but Boone points out that Fox has seen a lot of success with non-traditional superhero movies such as Logan and Deadpool, which goes back to my earlier point. Those were those were different types of superhero movies, which is why they yeah. were so good. Yeah. Uh, so the studio was willing to take a chance on his horror-inspired story. Boone said that the movie would be a trilogy, but promised that each movie would deliver a different kind of horror. Ah, I like that. Uh, these are all going to be horror movies, and they're all they'll they're all be their own distinct kind of horror movies. Boone said, "This is certainly the rubber reality supernatural horror movie. The next one will be a completely different kind of horror movie." Very interesting. See, my my whole thing. I never really saw New Mutants as a horror type thing. No, with the but comics. But now that is it, I guess I need to see. Is one of those we'll have to see how it opens to see if it really justifies and plays out as a justifiable horror film for right. mutants. I mean, are we going into the future? And, and taking place in the same realm as Legion, which is supposed to be in the timeline of of the existing movies out now, that's supposed to fall in place with that, or is it in the future like The Gifted? Right. Um, it'd be it'd be interesting if it was tied in with Legion and, and carried over. Yeah, that would be. You know, considering what he's going through, um, that would be to me the way to do it. Mm. And then incorporate Legion into New Mutants. And right, then allow yeah. him to go. And then allow it to go back to his own show, but have some sort of crossover. Maybe it's just me, but that—that's what I would like to see. In yeah, order that to just pretty interesting, just to justify the horror. But it's like, do we really need that type of horror film with with this? I don't know. I think it. I think it could be a good. Uh a good direction to go in could be interesting okay because it's kind of like um actually as chris and i discussed on keepers of the fringe it's kind of like um if you think of some other horror movies like say carrie or um firestarter or some other those they could easily be just be mutants right in 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 the x-men universe 
True. So if you kind of look at it from that angle, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of torn. <laughs> I I don't I don't well, know if it's necessarily needed. I think it is. I think it's a it's a good direction. Of course, we won't know for sure until we actually see the movie. But this is true. It has definitely piqued my interest. I'll tell you something else that's piqued my interest and it's popped up across my uh, timeline. Apparently, Anvos, Anavos, the group that does the um, different costumes and whatnot and accessories, they've got something out that my daughter would absolutely love. Oh, yeah? Star Wars Rebels, Sabine Wren Helmet. Ah, nice. Oh, yeah. It's uh, very affordable at 500 bucks. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure your daughter would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oof. That's right. That's two two position rangefinder. Uh it's the helmet is assembled, finished, and ready to to wear. Um Yeah. It's God, I would love to get it for. Oh, I would too love bad, to get it for. Too bad they didn't have a cheaper like replica like uh Yeah. A cheaper replica would be great. Yeah. It really would. Well the the at act driver helmet is the uh is only at five hundred and fifty bucks. Oh nice. Yeah. That's a bargain. Rogue One Jen Urso scarf and accessory set, scarf and gloves, a hundred bucks. Huh. Uh the Jen Urso cold weather survival gear. Concho is 160 bucks. Yeah, no. <laughs> they don't have the... This is all pre-order. Um, the two different Poe Dameron helmets, the Blue Squadron and Black Squadron helmets, are 550 bucks each. Uh, what's available in The Last Jedi? The Executioner helmet, 275 for the First Order Executioner helmet. Of course, these guys designed a lot that helped design the new helmets. The scare, the shore trooper helmet, which basically looks like the the at act driver helmet, <laughs> five seventy five. So, yep. Some, but they they've got Marvel stuff. They've got uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, Ghostbusters, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek. Oh wow! Captain America's Civil War inspired costume jacket, four twenty five. Yep. Uh-huh. Scale replica helmet, sixty five bucks for cap. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a scale replica, so smaller helmet. Mm. Um, that's not bad though. If you want to display no. it. Nope. So yeah, uh, Battlestar Galactica stuff. What is it? Uh, it's all the all the newer. Oh, they have both new and old. That's cool. Uh huh. I like the old stuff. So well, I guess I'm gonna move on. Um, apparently. Deadpool 2 officially wraps, and Ryan Reynolds teases the title. Um, 
though it never really felt like a long time, production has finally wrapped for Deadpool 2, and Ryan Reynolds has posted this cool photo on Instagram thanking new director David Leitch. Um, That's a wrap. Deadpool 2, a song of fire and ice. <laughs> is a rap or that's a rap on Deadpool 2 a song of fire and ice um, thank you to our beloved captain Mr. David David M. Leach words are too clumsy to properly acknowledge your giant heart and talent I love my hometown of Vancouver and our obs- obscenely gifted crew from our PAs who are the first in last out to our set decorators and prop department riddling this film with easter eggs in almost every scene thank you I'm already I'm already missing miss being on set, which is why I've decided to continue the shooting shooting the film in my underwear from Josh Brolin's well appointed living room. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so uh does it get a subtitle of um uh what was it? A Song of Fire and Ice? Don't know. Um Though it's obvious that Deadpool two won't be using it, it's kinda confirms that the film will get a subtitle. With Deadpool being as self-referential and meta as it is, I think a simple Deadpool two would still be fitting, still be a fitting title. When was the last time we got a sequel that was just movie title two? <laughs> Spider Man two, mm-hmm. Iron Man two. Mm-hmm. Um, see where else? Iron Man two. The person didn't think of that. So, uh, Reynolds was en- was kind enough to thank everyone on set. Uh, but he teases more some pretty cool Easter eggs that are in the film. We have no idea what the main story is, but we do know that aside from Wade Wilson, returning characters include Weasel, Blind Owl, Vanessa, Dopinder, the cab driver, not to mention new characters like Domino and Cable. <laughs> so, what do you got to say about that? I can't wait to see Deadpool 2. Uh, yeah, I I'm excited that Cable's going to be in it. Uh, I agree. I'm excited as well about um, seeing uh, what you call it. Um, just, just seeing everyone come back. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I like that they're bringing the the uh, cab driver back there. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, he was funny. So, um, yeah. Other than that, I I think that might bring us to a close. Well, all right. Any final thoughts? Um, uh, just want to say, Brett, I uh, hope you get better soon. Yes, I agree. Get better, man. We miss you. Uh, other than that, I think that's it. Uh, Jules, we miss you, too, if you're listening. Yes, we always miss you, Jules. <laughs> so, um, I don't have anything else. So until next time. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.